Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Ah, welcome inside the Armed American Radio Daily Defense Sig Sauer Studios. How are you today, ladies and gentlemen? It is a Friday. It's Greg's favorite day of the week. X-Insurance is presenting all of this. We're on the Daniel Defense microphone, but, Greg, for some reason, the television screens show the Crossbreed Holsters mic. So we'll flip that. We'll see how good I am. We'll flip that while we're live on air. And, Greg, if you would be kind enough while I do that to tell people where to watch the show and listen to the show and participate in the chat on the website, please. Uh, sure. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.com or .org. On the right-hand side of the website, you'll see the three hash marks. Give those a click, and when that window opens up, select that Watch Live option. You've also got the Listen Live option, the podcast link, and the shop link if you'd like to support the show. If you want to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. That'll do it. That'll bring you in. I'm going to leave your mug up there, Greg, AAR producer, and it's, of course, right. the... It's the uh, Outlaw Josie uh, Wales. Uh, uh, Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, thanks for that. I would have gotten there. <laughs> I've got a lot going on over here right now. Uh, you know, our guest today is our regular Friday spot. I love it. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Let's jump right over to Paul Markle, student of the gun. Paul, how are you today? Well, I'm fantastic. Good afternoon. And getting better every day, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we have some some big news in gun world to talk about today, and that would be the fact that Wayne Lapierre has officially resigned from the NRA, effective January 31. In 26 days, he will be gone. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? Let's talk about NRA for a while. Let's do that on a Friday with that news. Let's let's go into the weeds here, and let's not hold anything back. I, you and I both have a long-standing relationship with NRA over many, many, many years. And oh, yeah. A lot going on with the NRA, obviously, political witch hunt. You know, Letitia James in particular in New York, that political hack who's trying Trump in Twitter and everything else because she's a political hack. But uh, your thoughts on Wayne LaPierre announcing his resignation today. What do you think goes into this? Pretty big news. Uh, well, I mean, come on. Let's be let's be honest. Let's have an honest conversation. Wayne should have retired years ago. Yeah, you say years should, ago. Should, how many years back? How, how, let's go. Oh, let's, let's get into the like, how, how long ago should he have, like should he have called five, it? Five, six. Seven or Agreed. more years ago, uh, he should be home playing with his grandkids, and you know, uh, that's that's the thing. It's it's Wayne B. Lapierre became the political animal, uh, like the Schumer, like the Pelosi, like these career politicians that don't know when to say when, that uh, you know appear to be so enamored with their own power that they just can't let it go. 
Uh, and that, that's the, the image that we've gotten. And the fact of the matter is, you know, the NRA should be like the United States of America. We shouldn't have to worry about who the president or, or you know, the executive vice president or whatever. It's kind of, NRA is kind of weird because, you know what the NRA is very much like? They're like a European country. Do you ever notice that European countries will have both a prime minister and a president at the same mm-hmm. time? You know, they're like, oh, well, the prime minister of it. I'm like, I thought they had a president. They're like, oh, yeah, we do. We have a president and a prime minister. I'm like, okay. So on one hand, the NRA has an elected board of officials, right? And they have an elected president. But on the other hand, we have an executive vice president and an executive staff that aren't elected and never go anywhere. And what we discovered to our, you know, disdain over the last 10, five years, especially, but probably 10 or more, was that regardless of who we elected as our rep, as our board members and whoever they elected as the president, things didn't change. You know, that's why a lot of board members left. They're like, well, what's the point? It's, it's just a, you know, it's just like a, a figurehead position or, you know, it's just... Uh, a lot of board members got disgusted and left because they realized that it didn't matter what they said, that at the end of the day, the executive branch with Wayne at the head, we're just going to do whatever they wanted to do regardless. So the, the, I, I guess moving forward, we're, the media is not going to have Wayne LaPierre to kick around anymore. And, and, <laughs> and neither are we. Um, so where do we go from here? Well, yeah, let's, we let's a, a hold on a second. Listens to the board. Oh, hold on a second. Let's back up. Uh, the board, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the NRA is 70 plus people strong. That's ridiculous in my estimation. Uh, 70 people. Mm-hmm. You can't get 90 percent of Americans to agree. You can't get 50 percent of Americans to agree that peanut butter tastes good. OK. And when you have politics at the level that the NRA has been playing politics over the last eh, 30 years since Wayne's been at the, no, he's been with the NRA for 50 years, near 50 years. He's been at the helm for about 30. Okay. It, so let's just start there. It, career and politician don't belong together. Those two words do not belong together in the same sentence. Right. Does 30 years, regardless of who's at the helm, belong in the same sentence when it concerns the NRA as well? 30 years as executive director? I don't think it does. I think there should be leadership changes on a fairly regular basis, much like our founders envisioned our nation and our government. Absolutely. We we want fresh leadership in there. That's how you get fresh ideas. That's that's how you you continue to move through things. Wayne stayed way too long. I have nothing personal against Wayne LaPierre. I never have. I've met Wayne. He's a great guy. I mean, he's a really nice guy. I have no problem with that. But boy, I'll tell you what, it it, staying as long as he did gave the media and I. I, I almost hate to do this, but it gave them every, every, it gave them every bullet they needed. They just kept firing at him because he never left. And then as they begin to uncover some, un, what appeared to be unsavory things that are going to play out in court now, Paul. Mm-hmm. All right. The, oh, yeah, the, the ammo cans were loaded. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the $300,000 in Beverly Hills. Millions of dollars in flights that he wasn't even on where his family was. I mean, none of this looks good. The optics. I don't know the legalities of it. I'm not a member 
I'm a member of the NRA, but I'm not on the board, and I'm certainly not running any of their finances. I'm simply a member and have been for decades and will always be as long as there's an NRA. And I hope the NRA never goes away. But, yeah, I, you know, you give the media that much ammunition when they hate you. It's hard to come out smelling like a rose, man. It really, truly is, isn't it? So there's a lot of unfair. Well, he, 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 you know, yeah, a lot of unfair press, just, too. It's not just the media, though. I mean, we did do that for them. But we also, you know, by by that behavior, uh, you know, what what we displayed or what Wayne displayed was like that he was very much a part of the, the you know, Northern Virginia insider class. You know, and that's what the... I believe that that's what the, the, the rank and file of the NRA membership does not want. They don't want a ruling class elitist who's who rubs elbows with the the northern Virginiaites, you know, uh, what they call rich men north of Richmond. That, right, that's right. not what we wanted. And he he was acting and behaving, you know, if not like like Schumer, like Mitch McConnell, you know, elitism, elitism, like I'm going to stay here until I die. And, you know, whereas he should have passed the reins off years ago. And, you know, why, and why do you, and what you said is, you know, why do you want to stay there that long? And the truth of the matter is, you know, most of us in our lives have been hired on as a new hire at some point in time. And you show up at your organization, your company, your job, whatever, and things that are not right or could be improved stand out to you. They jump out at you immediately. But the people who've been there for, you know, years and decades, they don't see it. In the, or if they saw it, they don't care about it anymore. And, you know, that is and that's the human condition. The yeah. human condition has been is like, well, the longer you're there, the more it's just, well, that's the way it's always been. That's the way we've always done it. And, yeah, that's just how we're just going to keep doing it. We're not going to change it. And then fresh blood comes in. And, you know, you don't throw things out just just to do that. But, dude, as a military contractor, as a small arms and tax constructor, I would show up at units and they would be doing things. And I, I, I would be blown away. Yeah. And it, it, the reason is, is because they just they're entrenched. You become entrenched. What they say, you know, the the uh, you know sniffing your own farts, drinking your own bathwater. Um, that's not what you want at the head of an organization that's supposed to be about individual liberty and a membership I mean, base that at, at one point near six million strong. Now, that's yeah. hemorrhaged. That's hemorrhaged over the last few years. We're going to continue the conversation here on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. From AAR Ranch in Georgia, the six-hour studios are lit up for you. Daniel Defense microphone fired up. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. Guest Paul Markle, student of the gun for this hour. X-Insurance presenting it all. We'll be right back with Paul. Don't go away.
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Yeah, freedom, passion, precision, something the Democrats know nothing about. Welcome back to AAR Ranch, six-hour studios. Mark Walters here with you, filling your prescription for freedom in this hour on the Daniel Defense. Mike X Insurance presents it all. Please go out of your way to support all of our partners. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. And we'll talk about more of them specifically throughout the remainder of the broadcast. Let's go back to Paul Markle, student of the gun. Paul, welcome back. Interesting stuff. I was looking over some of the coverage of LaPierre's departure from NRA, and there, there's a lot to discuss here. I want to mention this, that the individual taking over right now, it looks like he's going to be there for a while. And I'm sure the board will have a lot to say about that. And again, I'm not a board member. I'm giving you my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. But Andrew Arulanandam is taking over as the executive, uh, what are they calling him right now? I guess he's taking over as the president's Charles Cotton, but Andrew Rule and Adam will be the, he's now the NRA's executive and head of general operations. He's going to serve as what's refer, being referred to as interim CEO and executive vice president of the NRA. Andrew's a great guy. I've known Andrew for many, many, many years. And it, it, the NRA's in good hands. My guess, I'm not guess, my opinion is, Paul, that when the political attacks from the hack in New York, who ran her campaign as New York Attorney General to go after Trump and the NRA, she ran a campaign on that. We knew what she was getting ready to do. But when the political turmoil began happening within the NRA, that's under my estimation. Again, it's just my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. You can disagree with me all day. On this, and that's that's open for debate. That's fine, no problem with that whatsoever. That's when Wayne should have stepped down and said, "Look, this is bigger. The NRA is bigger than me." And I think the optic, Paul, was that it didn't appear publicly that Wayne was putting the NRA first, but was putting himself first. That was the optic. I could be wrong on that, but I got that no, sense. Did you take that no, away? You're right. You know, I, I've never had a problem with the NRA organization. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's all, you know, angry because I didn't get my free hat in 1989 or something like that. You know? Sure. They promised me an NRA pocket knife and I never got it. And now I hate them. I have a few of them. I like them. They're pretty good. I just, they still work. They're great. They never fell apart. They're not Emerson knives, but they're okay. I don't care about that. But, you know, someone asked me the other day, they're like, why, why are you talking about, you know, I did uh, the new book, the living armed book. And uh, I mentioned the NRA in there. And someone asked me, like, why did you do that? Because apparently a lot of our culture has this knee-jerk reaction to hate NRA now. Um, and I think a lot of it stems from the, like you said, the optic that it seemed like Wayne was more concerned about Wayne than he was concerned about the actual organization itself. Uh, or, you know, it's kind of like, I am the NRA. You know, it's like, you know, that. that yeah, the there's that. I am the NRA. Uh, that's the know, way like, it appeared. That's the way yeah, it that's appeared. What, that was the impression that we were given was like there was no separation between the man and the organization. Uh, and, you know, we know that's not true, but that was the impression that everybody was given. And, you know, I mentioned to this person, they're like, why did you mention the NRA in your book? And I said, well, love them or hate them. They're the, they're the best organized, largest organization uh, and with the best organization regarding, you know, things that we need, like the ILA, like their, you know, like firearm safety training programs and so forth. Uh, they are the biggest. 
and they also have established themselves as the essentially the de facto or the go-to uh, as far as as far as firearm safety training goes. You know, many of the states in the United States that have shall issue, you know, they have written into their their statutes that in order to be a shall issue concealed carry instructor in fill in the blank, Mississippi, Michigan, whatever, that one of the requirements it would be to be an NRA certified instructor. And there's a reason for that. It's because they've set themselves up as the de facto experts in, in uh, and whether they whether you believe they are or not doesn't matter. Uh, personal firearm safety and training. Right, and firearm safety and training. So, you know, the idea that as a culture we should just disavow the NRA is is wrong. And I made a video last year after we returned from the NRA annual meeting in Indianapolis and I said the main reason you should support the NRA is because the Democrat party hates him. Correct. Smart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. And that's why, listen, this, there's no personal animosity here. Okay, I was very vocal in calling for Wayne to step down. And I think it, it was my opinion that that would be the best thing for the organization itself, for the membership base. That, and I go back to that. And you know, I've used this example before. I remember when uh, What's-His-Face Jimmy Johnson took over the uh, Miami Dolphins years ago. And at that time, Marino was still a quarterback, right? And he was already aging out. He'd been playing for X amount of years. And Johnson was trying to build a new football team. You cannot build a new football team around an aging quarterback, man. You've got to bring in new blood all the way around. And you might have to suck it up for a year or two, have a really crappy record. But that's how you have to, to rebuild the organization. And when it came time for the NRA to do that, the quarterback, in this case, Wayne LaPierre, refused to leave. And I thought it was in the best interest of the NRA as a whole that Wayne should step down. And I was vocal about that. I wrote about it. But again, I want to make clear, there's no personal animosity with Wayne. And I've never understood politicians at all, and not just Wayne, and but politicians separating Wayne from politicians. But it's the same example. At that stage in your career, when you've accomplished so much, and let's be real, Wayne has accomplished a lot with the National Rifle Association over the years. Forget the oh, last yeah, he, four he, to five he, years. Let's go back 25 previous years, right? Why wouldn't you oh, yeah, want to just say, look, I've done some great plus things? Members. Of course. Why wouldn't you say to yourself, I, I know me personally, I've done everything I can do here. By the way, I've got a really fat pension. I'm going to spend time with my wife, my kids, and my grandkids and be very proud of what I accomplished. Time for me to move on to the next set, you know, you know the next stage in my life. And I've, mm -hmm. But you know what that is? It's power, right? People don't like to relinquish that power, I think. And that's where what you were talking about in the first segment, that's where what I, I'll, I'll coin it, it's elitism. I think, you know, that Northern Virginia thing that you were talking about, that outside D.C., inside the Beltway, whatever you want to call it, it becomes this, like you said, I am the NRA. And I guess that's just human psychology, right? I don't want to relinquish mm -hmm that power now again ladies and gentlemen i'm giving you my opinion i've not spoken to wayne about this and have no intention to uh, he would probably deny all of that it's just the optic and the sense that i picked up and i can promise you i'm not alone in that paul i think i think millions of us within the NRA oh, yeah. organization felt the same way yeah you know the and the, the fact of the matter is is when 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 there's a a, a democrat organized school shooting when when a democrat goes into a school and commits murder 
commits homicide, which I generally believe is illegal in all 50 states, you know, they don't come out, they don't send their minions out to attack Second Amendment Foundation. They don't send their minions out to attack gun owners of America. That's NRA. They send their, they send their minions out to attack NRA because that is the organization that they fear. Uh, that's because of the political clout that the NRA has had within Washington, inside the Beltway, for many, many years. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Paul Markle, student of the gun. We'll wrap up on the National Rifle Association, give you some predictions on that. I, I might be right. I might be wrong. We'll find out soon enough. We'll be back with Paul right after this. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yes, welcome back to the show indeed. Heading into the third segment of the first hour of the program today. Six-hour studios lit up for you. I am Mark Walters. Hosting for you today and every day in front of the Daniel Defense mic in this hour. Filling your prescription for freedom. X-Insurance presents it all. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Welcome back, brother. I, I, I wasn't sure when we were going to have this conversation. I was positive we were going to have the conversation, but I wasn't sure when it was going to occur. And I have to be honest with you, I was a little surprised to see Wayne announce he was resigning right now. Now, he's said in his resignation that it was for health reasons, and I hope that, uh, you know, I'd like to say I hope that's not the issue. A lot of times politically we see that used as an excuse. Um, I hope mm-hmm. it's okay. As I said, I wish Wayne no ill will whatsoever. Uh, but over the last four to five years, it has it has surprised me that there wasn't that personal, you know, I've done what I can do here, right? Well, well, you know, why does it have to come to that? Well, that's you know, why does point, it have to I come guess. to? You know, what I would ask is why did it have to come to health reasons? Why couldn't we have just said okay? Uh, I'm I'm handing the reins to somebody else. Uh, right, you know? I've done it. Yeah, I've done what I, I did. Can my do. job. Peace out. Again, it's the power thing. Let's let's try to make a couple predictions. Membership has fallen off substantially at NRA over the last couple three years. Mm-hmm. I believe if my if my number from what I've seen anyway from the NRA itself, I'm not taking anything from the anti-gun hate groups that are out there, but I believe it, it it's knocked down well over a million. You know, I, I had never had any intentions of leaving the NRA, and I advised people for during the last four to five years, don't. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't leave. You know, the nation needs a strong NRA, a little bit leaner, right? A little bit meaner. Maybe get back to what the NRA should be doing. I'd love to see the board pared down by about 50 members, to be honest with you. But that's not for me to decide. Hopefully they can they can fix that internal mechanism however they do it to get the NRA back to where it is. But I think that you're going to see an increase in NRA membership. I'd like your opinion. But it's not going to happen overnight. I think a lot of people, and if they're smart, they'll wait. They'll look back and go, okay, am I coming back to this organization? I, I wish people had never left to begin with, but I certainly understand why many did. But I'd like to see them come back. I just don't think it's going to happen overnight, but I think it will happen. I think you'll see the NRA get itself back up to 6 million members. And I know Andrew, Rule and Andam, 
I know the man. And if anybody's up to the task, I think he's up to the task. And hopefully that happens. You think the NRA will pick up additional membership again to get back where, you know, because this fight is, is never going to stop. I hope it does. Oh, no, the fight's never going to stop. But the uh, we've, we've got to, somebody has to take, you know, if, if this guy is just a protege of, of LaPierre, and this is going to like continue on business as usual, then they're sunk. Americans, I believe, and I think you'll back me up on this, but I believe that Americans are starving for true, unapologetic leadership. Not just at NRA, but across the board. Yes, Americans absolutely, are I agree. Starving with that. for unapologetic leadership. They don't want any more of this, well, we have to bargain. Well, we have to work with them. Well, we have to make concessions. Because we've been bargaining and making concessions and, quote, unquote, working with them for 25, 30 years or more. And what do we get from it? We, we we never recover our liberties. We never recover our freedoms. We always end up in a worse position. And you know the the well. Let's let's be reasonable. Let's pick our battles. Let's understand that we can't win this fight. That's crap. And and the thing is, if you want real, what you need is you need rabid, dedicated. You need a million hardcore, rabid, dedicated members. You need that more than you need five million just whatevers. You know, when when the NRA, when they went, and I said it publicly so I can stand by it, when they went with this Benetton ad mentality, the rainbow, all the rainbow colors of Benetton, I said, that's a mistake. They're like, oh, no, no, we need everyone. We need we need liberal gun owners and Democrat gun owners and, you know, gay albino transvestite gun owners. We need them all. Blah, blah, blah. No, we don't. Those people are not reliable. And the fact of the matter is, when you invite people, when you make concessions to invite people into your camp, you always weaken your camp. If you have to make concessions in order to get people to be a part of your organization, you don't want those people. They're not reliable, and they will turn on you at the drop of a hat. What good does it do to have millions upon millions of spineless, mealy-mouthed, mask-wearing, vax-taking, obedient slaves on your membership role? doesn't do any good. So stop trying to kowtow and acquiesce and trying to, you know, appeal to everyone or to change, you know, for other people's sake. If people don't like your organization based on how it is, too bad. You don't change the organization to try and appease, you know, the masses. That's the worst possible thing you could do. And that's what they did. And they paid for it. Oh, boy, they paid for it. All right. And I think part of what you're talking about in there, you didn't use the word, but I'll use it, is compromise. You cannot compromise with the other side. You cannot compromise with dishonest liars. It's that simple. They have no intention of, quote, unquote, working with you. They're not interested. They're They're interested in infiltrating you and taking you down. That's correct. They're interested in destruction. They're interested in destroying you, taking you down. There is no compromise with those people. And that's where that leadership that you're talking about comes into play. 
which is why I was so disappointed. A, a glaring example of that is Scott after Parkland in Florida when he was running for the Senate as governor. And he capitulated and said, OK, well, we'll sign, I'll sign these Parkland gun control bills. He should have never done that. His response should have been, no, I will not compromise the rights of 20 million or 18 million law abiding Florida citizens away for a political expedient point not going to happen and he didn't and it failed him miserably now he was elected to the senate but boy oh boy oh boy it it hurt him immensely in the state of florida and his reputation that's not true leadership true leadership stands up and says absolutely not am i going to do that and again i ask you know who was he compromising with he was compromising because he had the media all over him too bad that's not strong leadership that's weak leadership they're not your friends and they're never going to be your friends. they're never going to be quit believing that you're going to be able to work with or compromise with or get a fair shake from the people who hate you politically it isn't going to happen shannon watts is out for one thing your destruction period your guns and your destruction she wants wayne lapierre in a cage is what she wants that's what letitia james wants same thing with trump you cannot you cannot compromise with these people whatsoever. I'd rather see a million strong people say absolutely not than five and a half to six million like you just mentioned. I think that's I think that's fair to say. Um, so I guess my next question is, you said, where do we go from here? We talked a little bit about membership. We just wrap. Let's wrap that up right now. What do you think happens? Does the NRA pick up clout that it had as a result of this? with Wayne out the door. Let's just assume the membership stayed where it is. What happens now, do you think? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. It's like now, now the question is like are people going to quit the NRA because Wayne left? I don't see that happening. No, I think I don't just see, the opposite, I don't see people I I don't see people saying, "Oh, well, now that Wayne's gone, I'm canceling my membership." I don't see that happening. And I don't expect them to come out the next day with a big change, but they need to be strategizing and think, how can we restore our, our legitimate base? You know, how can we, and if you want, like I said, I don't know why people don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) A lot do Paul. Hey, listen, let's stop right there. Let's we're getting ready to take a break. It's a great place to stop. I don't know why people don't listen to me. Lots of people listen to you. You're a mentor for a lot of us, including myself. Armed American Radio's monster. See, I'm already looking forward to the Sunday show. Armed American Radio's daily defense continues. We've got one more segment with the great Paul Markle, the professor, student of the gun, SOTG. You.com to find him. We'll be back right after this. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Ah, here we are. Final segment of Friday's first hour. Greg in Dallas, Texas. Did you want to jump in about the NRA? You and I talked about it at the top of the hour, and you had heard it, but you it wasn't something that you had been on. He was like, yeah, I thought I heard that about the NRA. Yeah, I uh, again, I, I thought I either heard Charlie Kirk say something about it or I'd seen something on social media earlier today about it. Um, not long after it happened, if I remember correctly, the announcement came out. I mean, it, it's about time. Uh, outside of that, I, I don't care too much uh, to pay attention to Wayne LaPierre and what's going on over at the NRA. Um, I may follow 
Coleon Noir every now and then and see what he's talking about because he's a rep from the NRA, and I appreciate his message. But it's just not something I'm typically on top of. Yeah, and you know, Paul Markle, welcome back in. You know, Colleen and, and those guys, I had a, a great meet. I, I had a lot of fun with Colleen Noir, not this past October, but the October before, when I was uh, emceeing the Daniel Defense Annual Banquet, and Colleen was uh, one of the speakers, as was, um, oh gosh, Mark in, uh, and his last name escapes me. Greg, you can jump in it. The... Uh, 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 Lieutenant Governor in North Carolina, Mark's last name. What's his Robinson. last name? Robinson. Mark Robinson. Yeah, and you, the three of us and my wife, we had a, just a fantastic time. Sure, you're great people, great people. But you know, Paul, you know, you remember that goes back to the Ackerman McQueen days, right? When ACMAC was running all that stuff behind the scenes with the NRA News and Collier Noir and all that stuff. I don't think we're going to see the NRA go back to that. I just hope we get. I hope they start listening to you, Paul, and get lean and mean. And focus in one direction, and that's knocking out the anti-gunners and going back to that single message. Because now I think, and again, this is not an attack on Wayne LaPierre. That's not my intention. But with him out, we can refocus the attention where it needs to be, and that's back on the fight for gun rights. Fair statement? Absolutely. They need to be, and they need to embrace the, quote, no compromise Second Amendment organization. And I know there's another one that uses that. And the reason they use it is because it was a slam on the NRA for making compromises. GOA is who you're talking yeah. about. It's not shy away it's from no it. That's exactly what they were doing. No compromise. And then they can't they cannot accept that. They need to say, look, the language is what it is. You know, the Second Amendment means what it says. We're not going to compromise on that. You know, and if they wanted an easy one, if they wanted, if they would. I what I would say is they would need to go after the the few remaining states that are May issue, and they need to formulate it as: look, these states, California, New York, New Jersey, whatever, these states are holding your rights hostage and ransoming them back to you. And do you believe that your elected officials have the authority? to take your constitutionally affirmed rights, hold them hostage, and then ransom them back to you if you plead and beg enough. Yeah, and I like that, the way you that's put that. exactly that's true. what they're doing. You know, yeah. when, when California says, well, you can, you know, technically, according to our laws, you're allowed, you know, you can get a concealed carry permit if you come to us on bended knee and if you beg and if you pay a ransom. Then Bring your checkbook. We may consider giving you your rights back. That is, I mean, that's holding them hostage. That is holding a right hostage. And I would make California defend that stance. Make them defend it. Make them say, oh, yeah, it's our right to hold them hostage. And use it in language that every single person who's not a blue-haired liberal can understand. Yeah, I think um, another prediction here relative to NRA, I believe you're going to see uh, their income begin to swell again. A lot of people stopped donating to maintain their membership like myself, but stopped donating until this was fixed. And again, it's not a personal attack on Wayne. It's just the whole mess that was occurring. And I think you'll see their coffers begin to swell again. Like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. But I, I, there will be a lot of people out there 
that will now begin redonating, I guess, to the National Rifle Association. I don't know. We're going to see it shake out. It's going to be interesting. The NRA convention, I will be at the I've missed a couple NRA conventions over the last couple, three years, but I will be at the next one. And as will um, we. Yeah. And it, it's going to be an interesting meeting now. <laughs> There's no question about it without Wayne there. That meeting will be held in uh, generally it's April, end of April, beginning of May in that area. So we'll see it. I'm not sure where it is coming up this year. But it's Dallas. Oh, that's right. It is Dallas. Greg, it's you and I talked about that. We'll be broadcasting. Yeah, that will be broadcasting from Dallas uh, while we're there. So that will be a lot of fun. You think their you think their coffers begin to re-swell? Well, think fundraising you know, it's increases. Funny. The, uh, the the leftist scum will they, they're going to do two things they're going to take uh credit for Wayne yes. leaving but at the same time they hate that because he's their boogeyman he's their boogeyman and so now they're going to have to go and create another boogeyman you know they've been able to like Wayne LaPierre so blah, 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 you know and he's been their lightning rod he's been their boogeyman and, and now what do they do they have to convince a whole other, you know, a whole generation of blue-haired liberals or or mealy-mouthed, spineless Republicans that this new guy is the boogeyman. That's not going to uh, work for him. That's going to fail. No, it's not. Uh, no, and they, that's they, they in large that. measure. Yeah, they do hate that. And you know, it's, it's interesting. Dave Workman called me about yeah, five minutes before the story was actually released earlier today. And he said, I, and I'll do my best Dave Workman impersonation. He said, well, I thought you might like this because it will certainly give you something to talk about. You know, I, I don't know if I'm doing my, I don't know if that's my Dave Workman or it's my Mossad IU. They're kind of one in the same. That was more Mossad. Is that, is that what it was? That's Mossad. Right, let me do it. All right. Well, I didn't talk to Mossad today. I won't put words in his mouth. But if Mossad said that, that's what he would have sounded like. Well, I think that. Uh, but regardless, I, I told him that I was not unhappy hearing that and again not because of anything personal with wayne but looking at the organization and i'm hopeful i'm going to be the eternal optimist here paul i hope to god that the nra gets back to its core mission and i don't know how that's going to shake out i'd like to be a fly on a few walls in there but the left will have a very difficult time going after andrew ruin now they're going to do it because he's the head of the NRA, which is the boogeyman, as you said, and they've been very successful in demonizing the NRA, haven't they? They're going to continue to try, and I, I don't envy Andrew's position here at all, but it is going to be fun to watch. It really is, and I, and I hope the NRA comes out of this smelling like a rose because we need them there. We need them there. We need them back, right? Yep, absolutely. You know, so like I said, you know, if, if, if anybody up there and in, in Virginia is listening, Americans are starving for unapologetic leadership. Oh, you better believe we don't it. Want, we don't want compromise. You know, we don't want to hear about, oh, we need to pick our battles. And, you know, sometimes we have to compromise. That, that's not what we want to hear. And that's, that's, a, that's losing. It's a losing proposition. And I don't understand how that's not obvious or how it hasn't been. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's obvious to us. But there's, you know, there's also politics involved that shouldn't have been involved. Where there shouldn't be. That's exactly right. You and I are on the same page. Yeah, they'll tell us that we don't understand. Paul, tell everybody where they can find you, brother. Where where can people find you? About 20 seconds. com. Sign up. Take a class. Student of the Gun University. And, Paul, look for me out in your beautiful neck of the woods. 
come nicer weather. I think I'm going to head out your direction and take one of those long-range rifle courses. That will be an awful lot of fun. But we have plenty of time to talk about that. Paul Markle, thanks for being here, brother. I appreciate it. We love you to death. You are a fan favorite for a reason. You just proved that again today. Ladies and gentlemen, SOTGU.com. That's Paul Markle, student of the gun. When we come back, we're going to Google gun control and see what we can come up with in the second hour. We'll be back on the flip side, six after. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. 